Guess I'll squish it with this. There's not a spider on my computer anymore. Hey, Seth, the cleaner. Yeah, I used my Star Wars black figure Rose. She zapped it with her stun gun. No, I didn't do that. I used a dust rack. What the f is going on down there? Previously on WTF and TFW, I said, hey, I think Toy Fair is in two weeks. Turns out it was actually in like a week, and it's Toy Fair week. Oh, no. Seth, what are we going to do? Let's talk about it. Yep. That's the show today is we're going to talk some Toy Fair, and I have scheduled nothing but Toy Fair because I don't. I just want to see how, like where we are when we finish talking about Toy Fair. Not to say we're going to spend like tons of time on every single item, but I did make a list of all of the pertinent links. And uh, I have nothing on topic or off topic worthy of discussing anyway. So me that's neither. Cool. Uh, so we're just we're just gonna sit here and talk about Toy Fair. Uh, okay, let's talk about Paul Red's face. Uh, wrong Toy Fair. Wrong <laughs> part of Toy Fair. Uh, we're gonna talk no. about Transformers. Although the Marvel Legends Paul Rudd face on the Ant Man and the Wasp figure is friggin' next level, and everyone should go take a look at it. Uh, yeah. Even though as a Paul Rudd ass Paul Rudd face, they leveraged Paul Rudd's face as best they could, and they sculpted him in a kind of a goofy smirk that a Paul Rudd face can do, and that is definitely giving him an advantage over your usual action figure faces that are kind of like, you know, just stoic staring. Uh, Hot Toys could take a lesson or two from that. Let me tell. That's not Transformers. Seth, we we had. Uh, I, I called this the info dump. This is just a bunch of stuff that isn't just pictures. Um, and so I wanted to just like do a little a quick little quick little little traipse through here. There's just some important news that came out. Uh, one of those important pieces of news is that the friggin' the Transformers cinematic universe as we've known it up until now is over. Uh, dun, dun, dun. The last night is the final Michael Bay Transformers film, and uh, the Bumblebee film well, is the way the the way the Bumblebee thing was written. I wasn't sure. Me neither. If the Bumblebee movie is if is that the end or is that the reset? So the impression I got was that's the end. The the thing about the Bumblebee movie that makes me say it's kind of its own thing, and I think that that's what they, I think that's what they kind of want it to be, is that it's like, a it's set as a prequel film, and b the 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 graphics of all of its logos of all of its promo material all feel like very slightly different. Uh, coupled with, you know, having a new director on it, uh, who isn't Michael Bay, I get the feeling that the Bumblebee movie is going to be like referential to those, to, I'm going to say it now, to the old films, but I would be, I would be not surprised if it kind of just stands on its own as a weird sort of transitional film. Um, and I, I almost get the feeling that whatever, uh, it is they might do with Transformers live action movies might be based on, like, I think they're going to react to how the Bumblebee movie does one way or another. Um, but the Transformers 6 project, the sequel to The Last Night, is gone. So uh, those films ended on a cliffhanger, unless they somehow roll an ending to that into like the post-credits of the Bumblebee movie, which would be weird. But, you know, they could. Um, 
And uh, that's that's interesting news, uh, especially because uh, we got I got some tweets from TFU Info, who had done a bit of on the floor interviewage, and among the information he had to share, one of them is that the studio series we're going to be talking about is also basically the Bumblebee toy line as far as generations style stuff. So, uh, Bumblebee is like I guess one could say Bumblebee is the real cap to the first live action movie run. But it feels so transitional. I almost like it feels more like like oh six classics to me in a way where it's like just a thing that's sort of floating yeah. between stuff. Uh, yeah, and having the Bumblebee movie toys be part of another line, um, kind of feels Marvel toy ish. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, here's your Black Panther figures. Half of them are comic book. Yeah. Um, but then I'm also assuming that maybe there's not enough robots to warrant a whole line. I, I want to say that they implied that at some point in the last year or so, um, yeah. like last Toy Fair, maybe, or one of the events afterwards where they were like, because there were people saying, hey, there were so many designs in the last night. And it was you know kind of implied like, hey, well, wait for the Bumblebee to- toy line, because, you know, there's only going to be so many robots in that film. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, I would be surprised if that's not the case, you know, what you were just saying. Um, but you know, that's also, that's what a 10 year run for us, you know, that started before the concept of the cinematic universe. Uh, mm. and that was fairly critically panned for a majority of its lifespan. It, you know, it, it's still its entire lifespan. <laughs> I guess. Well, I keep forgetting that in 07, a lot of critics hated that movie. It was, it was after the fact well, that. Roger Ebert gave it like not a glowing review, but like a hey, you know, it's just big, loud, stupid, fun movie. Yeah. Kind of review. Um, like he loved Megatron for some reason. <laughs> good man. You know, you know the sign of a good Transformers taste is if they like movie one Megatron, because that's a yeah. That's a fight. And I think he trashed the second movie like this is garbage now. <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. Get it's better. A, his voice turned into Marky Marks when he did it too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. garbage uh some of the other uh info bits is uh well there's gonna be a fan vote in 2018 for which there was apparently a teaser posted and i went to look at it then i went on twitter and said i think that teaser was just teasing that there's gonna be a fan vote and some people confirmed yes then someone told me well actually it's gonna be a vote to see if we're gonna have a fan vote uh and i said well who voted to have that vote for a fan vote without notifying me i didn't get anything in in the mail and then i was told i was excluded from that vote which seems pretty ridiculous to me uh but apparently it was very specifically stated that when the fan vote starts on february 20th you're going to be voting on a pair of figures not two individuals whatever it is that means um well, there was a list, wasn't there? I maybe I didn't actually read up on the fan vote stuff. I think there was. Here, let me just try to skim down. I think I saw that there was a pairs of names. Oh. Or well, now this link doesn't take me to what I thought I saw. <laughs> are they maybe making, I didn't. Why are they making it so <laughs> hard to vote? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of hard to vote, like I believe I read that the. Uh, um, the way you would be voting is not like through that app like before, but uh, hashtags yeah. on Facebook and Instagram. And I don't care about either of those platforms, so I guess I'm not voting. Yeah, I mean, like, 
Like I would say it's not it's not the hardest thing in the world to make an account on Instagram. If you don't have one on Facebook, I wouldn't say go make one because then you're friggin' in the system. But also it's hashtag voting, which like I understand you can tabulate that. It just it always feels so like I feel like instead of putting my vote into a box, I'm like turning my vote into a paper airplane. It's just throwing it out the window and hoping the right person <laughs> picks it up. So that's that's just me though. That's me being all old timey about. I don't even like. I like writing the word hashtag, and I my vote doesn't count if I do that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I could have sworn I saw a list of pairings, but maybe. Maybe I'm just wrong. I mean, there's a good chance that, like, if it's not easy to find, if they, if there is one out there, they'll probably make it easy to have found in the next day or two. Also, the vote starts in, like, three days as of this recording, so, like, I'll know <laughs> in 72 hours. There'll be a quiet, evangelist voice edited in here somewhere, the names yelling were... the answers. <laughs> the names were this! Um... Some other tidbits, uh, th- that Cyberverse line is apparently deliberately meant to be G1 inspired to create new fans and bonds among families, uh, whatever that means. Well, so dad who watched G1 as a kid can identify with a junior. Um, eh. the only thing is like the G1 kids, I think are quickly getting to the age where their kids are going to be aging out of toys. Mm -hmm. So like the more kid line might be too late for this strategy. Like this was, this was probably would have been a better 10 years ago strategy. So the weird thing is that that's probably the case for like the G1 era G1 kids, but then G1 has like not only stretched out but also like sprinkled itself back into pop culture off and on it's like i don't i don't even know really what a g1 era is now because like in the 90s if you, if you were watching cartoons in 1993 you could have seen g1 through the g2 cartoon you know every mm. every weekday so like yeah but those toys weren't around anymore they well i mean like like a kid watching the g2 slash g1 cartoon couldn't go get a G1 Optimus Prime. I mean, they were gone. You could if exist. you if you caught the G2 Optimus Prime though, like those that opening run where they just had the oh, G1 toys yeah. with stuff. So like that, and also just G1 has been visual source material to even the furthest divorced Transformers series at some point. So like, uh-huh. I mean, that's also that also kind of means like there's no need for an explanation as to why it's in Cyberverse. Kind of because like yeah. it's it's not like this is a new thing. It's just it's very it's very pervasive this year in a way that's borderline distracting because Cyberverse is different from the Authentics line, which is those evergreen mm-hmm. G1 designs. Um, speaking of which, there are more Authentics planned, uh, which is inter- like I- I'd love to see characters other than those top level like four or five done in that style to know who else they consider to be evergreen. Um. Power of the Primes is ending this year, but there are still exclusives to be announced for Power of the Primes. So, I mean, also, there's, I think, like, entire waves to be announced. Um, there's got to be at least, like, a Wave 4 that hasn't had, like, a full announcement yet. Um, there was also going to be a Studio Series Thundercracker uh, retooled from Nitro Zeus that wasn't there on hand. But that's apparently another Voyager toy. And uh, one other bit of news... Um, 
And this is like, like Seth, you don't really read the current comics, so there's not too much to like back and forth discuss about this. But uh, there was some soft confirmation that IDW's continuity will be rebooting in some fashion at the end of the year after their Unicron event. Uh, Hasbro and IDW will continue their relationship. Uh, and then the Claire, I got the direct quote from TFU Info on Twitter. Uh, which was from Montano saying, quote, we'll be wrapping up current continuities at the end of the year, followed by a joke about how Unicron's just going to eat everybody. Uh, and that's that's kind of important news because reboot can mean a lot of things, um, not just in comics, but in Transformers comics, one could have considered the death of Optimus Prime one-off to be a soft reboot where it was all still the same continuity, but like all the ongoing, like everything stopped and then the, the books became two ongoings taking place after a cataclysmic event, which is what one would call the current phase two era of IDW. And uh, so I, I'm curious, like a lot of people, myself included, thought that Unicron event was definitely going to be kind of similar to the chaos event in that it's probably going to be the end of the phase. Um, but the specific use of words in that quote makes me wonder if they might be not continuing the chronological history of that continuity afterwards. And uh, obviously there's also the question of the fact that the current books have had a lot of very valuable content in them uh, that one could very feasibly be worried about seeing gone if uh, a full-on thematic reboot happens. And I, for one, hope that doesn't happen because it's also like if they straight up go like we're going to dial it back to be just like 84, like those would be the most boring comics you could possibly try to convince me to be interested in because I can watch the TV shows for that. Uh, comics as a medium are able to do a lot more with character work and that, in my opinion, should be the focus. Not not only the fact that the world building of IDW should be woven into the franchise DNA at this point. It is stuff that makes Transformers into legit sci-fi in a lot of ways, and uh, I really hope that doesn't get discarded, and I would be surprised if it did. But uh, that was a really weird tidbit to come out via an anecdotal quote that <laughs> like i'm sure they're working on a press release uh for when the unicron thing is like actually happening sometime sooner um but yeah that's uh that's what's up with that comic stuff um sorry i just got a tweet where uh Bolt matrix just tweeted me something uh wonderfest they have uh a lot of the same stuff we just saw but there's a great prototype of predaking at wonderfest which confirms he has a waist swivel and that makes me happy because i was wondering about that cool Anyway, Seth, I, I didn't mean to, to go barreling through that, but I wanted to throw some words down about that. Like, because you haven't kept up with the comics, I'm, I'm guessing this doesn't really have too much sway on you. No, no I see people are upset. Yeah. Uh, also, there was a there was a Hasbro panel um, during which they shared a couple little things that are also worth bringing up. They had no photos, I'm guessing, because they actually had some test animation for that Cyberverse show. Uh, Cyberverse is getting a new female Decepticon called Shadow Striker, uh, <gasps> which I think was the name of one of those OTFCC characters. Like, the was it Roulette and Shadow Striker were the two-pack? Uh, anyway, that's cool. It because, sounds familiar. Yeah, if, if it's an original design and a female character, that is great. Like, Rid did that with Strongarm, and Strongarm was fantastic. So, uh, Strongarm is kind of a cooler name than Shadow Striker, though. Less syllables is always better, in my opinion. Um... And they dropped the name of the Alita One combined form. She changes from Alita One, and then she, when she combines and turns into a torso, she becomes Alita Infinite, possibly with a one instead of one of the eyes. Uh, no, that was confirmed that it's a one instead of an eye. So that so you're just putting infin and t around her name in the middle. Mm -hmm. 
That's fine. You know what? I'm fine with that. I like the idea of, like, friggin' <laughs> I've combined, so now I'm Alita Infinite. Like, alright, that's cool. That's a logic I can buy into. <laughs> Uh, they also said there is going to be a Generations trilogy after the one that's ending, which is going to be called War for Cybertron, not related to the video games, somewhere Matt Teager sides, sadly. Um, <sighs> and the <laughs> Movieverse Studio Series is going to be hitting shelves in April 2018, but the first wave of deluxes is in a limited run available right now on Hasbro Toy Shop, limit two per. And uh, if you're in Canada, you would have to order two of each figure to balance out with the $50 of shipping and customs up front to make it cost about a buck or two less than Canadian retail. So it's probably not worth it for Canadians. But um, I've heard from some folks. I asked on Twitter. Some folks have ordered Stinger specifically. Uh, some folks have ordered more. A lot of folks are very unexcited about Ratchet. Uh, <laughs> that's That's about the gist of that. Um, also, at the stage show, the friggin' Power Rangers were there, Seth. Because Hasbro is now the toy license master owner of the Power Rangers license. Yeah, I got a bunch of tweets about it for some reason. And uh, that's weird. I guess you got <laughs> caught in... What, what's what's the word for the blast area around an explosion? Like, you were in the... Uh, I, <laughs> you were slightly too bl- close. The blast zone. Yeah, you're in the blast zone for, for, for the folks who get notified uh well what's the word for the blast zone what's the word for explosion it's kind of like when something explodes uh so yeah uh and apparently like next year or 2020 i forgot which this deal has the option of hasbro being able to just buy the entire power rangers franchise from Haim saban uh which they probably are going to if they have a good opening run of this because uh brian goldner likes to create his franchises um so that's real interesting, but not related to Transformers so much. Uh, anyway, Seth, from all hey. this, this info dumpage, was there anything else in here you wanted to touch on that I missed? I, I skipped over some bits and pieces. Um, well, there's a lot of Hasbro in general in the works. Like, there's a lot of Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, just everywhere. Hasbro's a big company. Um, but in this investor panel slide armageddon mm-hmm. oh, there's man. some weird transformer related stuff like the hotels um wait like, i missed that i guess huh <laughs> wait wait where where's the hotels it it's in the uh i think it's the first link that you have in there the investor, the investor preview event yeah um so like they're planning all this stuff like nerf family entertainment centers and oh my transformers God. digital center and then hotels and it so it just says hotels and then there's like cgi mock-ups of a my little pony and a transformers that transformers hotel, hotel looks room. sick <laughs> i want to freaking sleep in like a freaking robot citadel under a giant insignia that holy okay yeah, so I didn't see any explanation in here about it because this these are just all the slides. These are probably so concepts. Figure out, figure it out. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're like, CGI, but like, so what I'm wondering is, are there going to be Hasbro hotels where like all the rooms are themed, or are they partnering up with a big hotel chain, and then there will be themed rooms? I, I'm ex- like, I'm expecting. This, this Hyatt has a Transformer room and a My Little Pony room. I'm expecting it's not going to be straight up a Hasbro Hotel day one, but I bet you that's yeah. something they sure would like to do. 
Unless it was, like, attached to Universal Studios or something. I was just wondering, are there hotels directly attached to that park? I don't I, know. I don't remember. I've never been there. Oh, jeez. You're missing... Dude. <laughs> you can go on the Simpsons ride. Uh, yeah. And then imagine that it's the Back to the Future ride that was slightly better. <laughs> uh... Also, yeah, I forgot. I don't think we ever mentioned it, but they did sort of soft mention they're going to do a transform or they want to do a Transformers trading card game that appears to use art assets from the now dead Transformers Legends uh, mobile game that was like a mobile card game, except it was barely mm-hmm. a card. It was literally just a game where you try to pay them a lot of money to get a high level card and then watch it kill other cards. It was terrible. I spent a lot of money on that game. It sucked. Yeah. It was the worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, one of the cards is just exploring beyond magic and D&D, and that's where the Transformer card thing is. It's like Transformers on one side, then kind of horrifying at a glance, Axis and Alleys and Zombies image on the other side. Like, I just scrolled past it, and then that zombie eye looked me in the eye, and it messed with me. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's like they're taking that... So I assume that's just going to be their rejiggering that board game to also have zombies. I mean, that's necessary in military like, anything now. I mean, yeah. And it's just like, hmm, all right. Um, they're per they're very proud of how things are going in China, according to these slides. Uh, as I hear, happy. they should be. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, they're going to partnership with uh, Central Television. Yeah, they're going to have uh, an great. exclusive uh, animated series called Nesha and the Transformers over there. Uh, whatever that means. And uh, Mighty Mugs are back at the very bottom. Yeah, I don't know about them. That's just me going. Well, because there was that um, trademark or patent filing, whatever it was, months ago. When we were first getting the hints that Mighty Mugs were coming back. And there's something in there about having variable faces. And we theorized on how that was going to work. And it looks like you just rotate the face under the helmet. Mm. So the helmet parts probably pop off. Which is great working with Transformers because they kind of all have like a helmet shape. Yeah. But if... If, when they inevitably try to expand Mighty Mugs into other properties, it might get tricky they should, depending uh, on what kind of hair the character has. Oh no, this character's bald. How the hell are we going to rotate their head around? You should have a Cobra Commander one where you can turn a face, but it's behind the mask. So you can't see what you're doing. You're just turning a cylinder. Yeah. I uh, there's this, I just I, I didn't look through all of them. I'm not going to, but I saw one slide in the big whack of slides underneath the article. Yeah, most of the slides are not important. One of them, it just says social listening, billions of yeah. windows. And I, I wanted to click on that one because I think that's my new favorite slide. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there's 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 a context to these where someone's talking during them. But out of context, this is just a really funny slide. Yeah, there's several slides that just say digital first. Yeah. With stock photos. One of them is like a bunch of people in an office environment smiling around a laptop. Get back to work. Because they're all watching Transformers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My little pony. Or something. Uh, yeah, um, if we if we miss something funny in these, because I know that's happened before and, and one of you listeners out there catches it, please, you know, post it in the thread. Um, I love dumb investor slide stuff um oh 
they're going to be doing something with Carnival Cruise Lines. It's the other location-based experience. Oh. So theme parks, Universal Studios, and there's some Transformer stuff. Um, the Carnival Cruise, Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> and, I want to go uh, on the Yahtzee Cruise. A My Little Pony stage show. I, th- I actually assumed that that would have already happened, and a Transformer. Yeah, one. With, with girls that don't look like ponies. Well, okay, A, there's a part of the franchise in which they're not ponies. B, y- y'all try yeah, to train well, a bunch of horses. Then, they're still, yeah, well, no, but even in that cartoon <laughs> where they, they go to human world and they're kind of human, they don't, the, these are just straight up ladies. Well, this is it's a live action version, all right? Transformers look different yeah. in the real world, too. Uh. Anyway, that's the investor slides. Um. Well, with the movie thing, there's there's the movie slide. That what what's on it? Well, it says Bumblebee. So Her- Hasbro Dash Paramount movie slate. Oh, Bumblebee this one. 2018, GI Joe 2020, Micronauts 2020, Dungeons and Dragons 2021. Then Paramount slash Hasbro event film being referenced to as an event film is, is the assumption that it's going to be some sort of a crossover. Yeah. Movie. It's, 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 uh, it's taking the veneer off and kind of just showing you the workings underneath. Like this is the event film. Yeah. Uh, this is all, all I saw someone say this and I agreed. All of this is just far off enough that they could quietly cancel any or all of these films without anyone really noticing, uh, by the next investor yeah. call. So, uh, well, if it's a big crossover with these four products specifically, uh, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Micronauts, and Dungeons and & Dragons, then they're, I better see Snake Eyes riding a beholder at some point. I, I just want to see... That's the big event. I want a scene where it's a robot, a G.I. Joe, and a Micronaut all talking about science stuff, and then just a friggin' like, Gandalf pointy hat with a staff wizard blundering in going like, I don't understand what any of you are talking about. No, I'm... I want that to be the whole movie. I am very concerned with what a Dungeons and Dragons movie is going to be. Well, the last one was great. So, yeah, we don't got to worry about nothing. So long as they get Ray Liotta back in, then we'll know the face of evil. I, so, okay. Remember like a year or two ago, there was that um, King Arthur movie that nobody saw. Yeah. And it was all like, pretty boys and and like rock music and <laughs> i i i just i don't want it to be that but i that's what i expect it to be i mean like all flash here's what when I'd i say. want it to be lord of the rings it's gonna be whatever that movie was called you've you've been through the transformers films which are now over and so at least you can go into it having been acclimatized to the worst well i saw the original dnd movie (laughs) you've been acclimatized to multiple of the worst i i think it's going to be awful in a different way also as much as i know the lord of the Rings style would work for it it feels like retroactively the movie world has turned against the lord of the Rings style oh yeah well even friggin the director turned against it with the hobbit movies yeah so there's a there's, boy there's a lot working against a good you know what what if a dungeons and dragons movie was set in the modern day and it was more about people playing a game of dungeons and dragons than it, it was 
an actual dungeon with dragons in it. Oh, that's going to be the wow. movie. That's what they're going to do. That's how they can have a crossover. It's going to be like the old D&D cartoon where normal-ass kids get sucked into D&D world. Yeah, well, did you, did Jumanji 2 do well? I have no idea. I Well, what, <laughs> what do I hire you for? <laughs> I thought you were the movie information specialist uh, specialist collector blast zone <laughs> senior movie correspondent for wtf at tfw that's right we need our numbers we need to get a ticker out and we need some need some fresh numbers uh seth we got what f- i need to do is remember that i gotta stay on top of this microphone that's right right here if i sit back even the slightest bit i look glance up at my waveform and it's like well, Seth, you got to lean in close because we're gonna we're gonna talk about cyberverse. All right, we got. I really, I write it now. Oh yeah, this, this is. I got my lips on it. We got our first lips on Transformers Cyberverse, the toy line. Uh, the the whole first wave. Uh, it's the next toy line to follow the pattern of Rid 2015. Uh. So it is uh, simpler toys. Uh, the deluxe class is called the warrior class, and it's kind of the best class because it's the most unfettered one. Um, and it's got the best shockwave toy ever made in it. Uh, mm. <laughs> uncontestedly, even. It's so weird. Like, no one has ever challenged. It's mm. historically known to be the best shockwave toy. Um, I kind of like it. I do, too. I love it, actually. <laughs> Uh, I don't like the alt it's mode. Not the best. I don't like the alt mode as much as some people do because I think that the alt mode would work better if his upper legs shrank in a bit, so it wasn't so clearly just him. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually really like the idea of that as a potential alt mode for Shockwave because, like, everyone who turns into a gun like needs to find a better alt mode that doesn't involve some other person holding them. And uh, I'm into this. Also, we we saw from Toy Fair that he's got like an extra gimmick. Was it Toy Fair or was it? No, it's Toy Fair where I actually saw it. Um, that cannon that is the turret of his alt mode has got like a geared thing, so like some blast effects can roll forward out of it. Um, also, uh, it was pointed out to me that that shockwave in that first photo that we saw looks really angry because of the way that his eyeball is frowned over by the top of his head. Yeah. Uh, I imagined that that photo was taken, he got in a pose, and then someone went like, what's up with your alt mode anyway? And he just frowned right before the photo got taken. Um, but uh, aside from the warrior class, there's also an ultimate class, uh, which seems to have a really nice looking Optimus Prime, and then a Megatron with a good sculpt who appears to sadly have no elbows, unless I miss something uh, later on. And uh, that bums me out because I, I feel elbows and knees are what make even the kiddiest toy still feel uh, tactile fun for me. So uh, this one's this one's just for the folks who don't care about the elbows. But the tank mode looks great, and I love the sculpt. I like I like that head sculpt on that Megatron. He's got uh, he's got some old man jowl and some some big old chin. Uh, there's an Ultra class which look like the kind of like larger flip former thing, although they are 14 step transformations, I think. Uh, and then there's a Scout cl- the Scout class and the Ultra class both appear to have like some gimmicked transformation stuff going on which is fine but it also means they're probably the ones i'm gonna not bother with unless it's the only way to get a character i end up liking uh the scout class as well the the photos they sent out there's a big photo of all the scout classes and instead of alt mode pics the pictures are of them in the middle of transforming and it all looks like really weird gerwalk modes (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, this Cyberverse looks neat. Like, it looks like, like Rid, it'll depend on the cartoon and what kind of designs they have beyond Wave 1. But, like, I think the Shockwave looks cool. Um, and uh, I think that the Ultra Class Optimus looks surprisingly good for a large price point kids toy. Or, you know, kid-oriented toy in Transformers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I kind of like the aesthetic a little more here than than in red um with the optimus though so i'm looking at it and i'm thinking like oh that's kind of a bummer that is the headlights and bumper just over the top of his hands oh that looks like there may be a hinge and it, they just didn't flip him out of the way like they probably should have but then when you scroll down to those those larger simpler figures um, it's the exact same thing with yeah. that stuff over the front of his hands, and it's weird. The you warrior think they could one have done something about it. That warrior Optimus is wearing it way less nicely though, because <laughs> yeah. his his hands aren't painted, so it just looks like he doesn't have hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then then with those two ultimate class ones, like I think the prime actually looks pretty good. The robot and the truck looks silly as hell. And then I'm not really into Megatron's robot mode, but the tank looks fine. Yeah. So it's sort of in between. Then the warrior classes look decent. Yeah. Uh, warrior class was the staple of Rid for me and a lot of folks. And it looks like they're just maintaining that. Warrior class is kind of like slightly below budget deluxe style figures. Um, mm. And so it's like what are, you're going to have ones that hit it like Shockwave. You're going to have ones that hit it enough like Starscream. And then you're going to have ones that just don't hit it like Optimus Prime. Um. I'm just going to go take a look at the... Uh, I didn't actually look at many of the show floor pictures of these guys. I was curious how... Oh, the problem with the show floor is it's hard to tell which ones I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's... So the Starscream with the giant Gaugaigar rocket pods on his wings. It looks like sculpted Macross missile spam comes out of those. That's friggin' cool. Uh, oh, hang on. I got to I gotta link you to this photo. Because um, I thought it was just going to be like a light-up cylinder, like a tumbler. Um uh -huh. But in this photo, you can see it actually has like, like smoke streaks come out with missiles at the ends of them out of those things. And I think they're on like little hinges. Uh, so they all fold back up into the wings afterwards or into the into the tubes. That's kind of neat as yeah. a gimmick. Um, oh, did you already put the link in? Or? Yeah, yeah. And Zencaster. Oh, okay. The Zencaster doesn't make noise. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I see it. So I was also trying to find it. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's cool. Um, the rest of the plane mode looks terrible. Yeah, like it's a gimmick figure. So it's, I'm, I'm just assessing the gimmick yeah. on it. And it's like, you know what? As a gimmick, that's neat. Like that is neater than I assumed its gimmick was going to be. Um, oh, so those can't those aren't going to be like a plug on thing. No, those are just sculpted onto that figure's wings. That's like a yeah, but like, do they retract? Yeah, I think they do. Um, you can kind of yeah, that's what I mean. The missiles, but the smoke trails aren't going to be plug on. Yeah, yeah, maybe like you twist something and they they slide out. Yeah, and, like if, if you look at how they're set up, imagine the outside ones like just straighten out over the middle one. Yeah, like they fold up. It look it looks like if you if you go to the next picture, um, I'll link it as well. There's a there's a bumblebee that has the same gimmick, and he also has a gimmick where. He has launchers out of which not just missiles, but also smoke trails come out. That's a really cool gimmick idea. It's kind of like mm -hmm. having effect parts built into the figure. Um, I'm, I'm into that. Like as a concept. Um, some of these figures are, is this just a big hive of bumble? It's just a big hive of bumblebees. Wow. 
Go to go on that that article. Those photos are from. If you go near the end, there's a honeycomb shelf, and it's just full of bumblebee toys. Oh uh, yeah, that's it's a little bit telling. Uh, well, I mean, he's going to be starring in his own movie. Yeah, so he's kind of the main character now. He is. Oh, it says <clears throat> thirty-four years of Bumblebee. Oh man. So there's a G1 Bumblebee next to a movie Bumblebee head, decapitated head. Oh, boy. Weird. It's so much Bumblebees. Yeah. All the Bumblebees. Bumblebees. So, uh, Masterpiece Bumblebees. The Cyberverse stuff, uh, I think, could get... It could hit some real gems uh, in its run, um, especially with this being Wave 1. Once they start getting to more interesting characters that aren't from, like, the Evergreen 4 or 5... Uh, I'm going to be way more interested, but stuff like having like, cause even the deluxes seem to have some of this too, like having built in effect parts like that as a gimmick is kind of engaging me. So I want to, I want to know what else they do. Um, but Seth, anything else in Cyberverse or shall we go on to our generations thingies? Oh, let's go on. So let's, uh, let's talk about everything that's not called Predaking. Uh, cause we got a few fresh reveals, a lot of the reveals are Wave 2, which is out at retail now in America, and I bet that wasn't necessarily assumed to be the case when they were getting all this stuff organized. Um, but that also means some of the stuff you're seeing, like, hey, you can go out and get it right now if you live it's in... It's not out in my America. That's right. Out in... Not my America. Not out in Sethton. <laughs> Sethton, California. I was at Target today. I didn't see any any Wave 2s. Well, d- d- ding dang it. Uh, of, of the fresh reveals, one of them, which I assume is a Wave 3 Deluxe, is they're going to have a retool with a new head of Moonracer as Nova Star, uh, Firestar, for those who are thinking OG. Uh, and so, like, in the first couple waves of a Transformers Toyline, we're going to have the friggin' G1 Fembots represented. That's that's kind of neat. That's one of those reminders of, like, you know, Transformers has its ups and downs, but conceptually, like, friggin', it's in just, like, the weirdest place where it seems to do whatever it wants, and that's cool. Friggin' Moon Racer and Firestar are gonna have toys out in 2018, alongside friggin' Optimal Optimus. <laughs> uh, it's our first look, I think, in color at Optimal Optimus, and the thing I was hoping is true, which is that none of the Optimal Optimus colors are on the small figure, like the little Optimus Primal. Uh, he just has like a space shuttle backpack. Um, I don't know if I saw any show floor photos of his alt mode, but it is just a stick with a cockpit on it, so one can imagine it, I think, pretty well. Um, I think, uh, like, I don't know if this is, I can't, I don't think this is hand-painted. This looks like it's actually, like, in plastic colors. But uh, Optimal Optimus looks okay. Um, he's not doing it for me as hard as, uh, as Optimus from Wave 1 did, just because that Optimus from Wave 1 was a real something that had a lot of, yeah. a lot of stuff going on. And I didn't expect this was going to hit me the same way. But, you know, for what it is, it seems to be doing fine. Um, Optimus Primal, uh, is just a backpack and a chest. Uh, the chest seems to go all the way through and then fold down, so it should lock in decently. The colors look awesome. Uh, articulation at a glance seems fine. Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm like, they're in poses that look really cool. They're, they're both, both robot modes are able to do a hands-on hip kind of posture. Um, so it looks all right. Um, Seth, how are you feeling seeing the test shot of this guy? Yeah, the colors are really good, but you know, it's from an era that I don't have a lot of attachment to. Mm. So, 
I mean, it's, I don't have a problem with it. It's just not it's, really for me. It's not reaching out and starting trouble with you. No. Um, how are you feeling about uh, seeing Abominus and the Terrorcons in full color? Uh, least surprising reveal of the show, for sure, given that <sighs> two of them are out now. Um, but they, they, they seem to come together pretty well. Uh, apparently yeah. Cutthroat still has a Dino Force head sculpt, which I, I can't tell. I don't, I don't care enough about Cutthroat to know that that's not his head. Um, <laughs> but that <laughs> apparently is a, a Dino Force Monstructor head sculpt that he's got, which, you know, teases what might be an idea for a recolor of these guys. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he looks solid. Yeah. It seems like the tricky thing with these more recent, um, combiners, for me, anyways, like how do the torso proportions work out? And Monstructor looks pretty good. Well, not Abominus. He's or not Abominus. Monstructor yet. Abominus. Did you see, say Monstructor? I at some did. Point? I put the word into your queue. And... Yeah. <laughs> Abominus. Um, looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, he's he's borrowing a lot of concepts from Silverbolt Superion, and that was one of the best torsos yeah. of Combiner Wars. Yeah. So. If it works, it works. Yeah. Do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, I don't make toys. It's tough times out there, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Tough time. Um and then the I think the only other reveals uh, outside of Predaking were we got to see some new Prime Masters who are wearing bomb burst bludgeon and octo punch. Uh the, the thing about those that I thought was kind of cool is that the weapon modes, due to not just having like a I don't know if it's if it's just because we've only seen a couple weapon modes. Something about the weapon modes on Octo Punch and Bludgeon are making that concept work better for me, even though all it is is a different thing sticking out of a face-down little man. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I still feel very little excitement about Prime Masters uh, in promo picks. Yeah, I I got those first three. I enjoy them. They are very limited as to what they are. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I like them. Yeah, I'm going to end up buying all of them, I'm sure, but I'm just not like, I have no speculation on how I'll feel about them, because I got Metalhawk, and I feel like that's, he's going to be, I'm going to feel that 12 more times. (laughs) I'm slightly disappointed with the sculpting on Octopunch, I don't know why, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but it doesn't quite look like it's living up to all the others. I'm going to take a look at him. Uh... Of course, in the CG, he's face down. Then that's the first one I look at. I, I yeah, I'm looking I... <laughs> at the additional images um, collection. Yeah, because that annoyed me because I was looking yeah. at those official pictures and and all three of them are opened up. I'm like, well, this doesn't help me very much because I'm not interested in their weapon modes and I know what the little prime masters are about because yeah. they're headmasters without a face on their back. Yeah, it was, it, was like, it was like, this is a big waste of everyone's time. Yeah, Octopunch, I guess, for me, it's not the sculpt. It's the solid yellow window on his diver helmet. Yeah. That's like sort of, I, I get the effect. Is it supposed to be kind of like a searchlight kind of thing or like it's a lit up face, but it just ends up making him look kind of goofy to me. Um, That's where I would like to get a big, a big old just like black sticker put over top of it. Um. But yeah, like him and Bludgeon, their weapon modes just feel like somehow more is going on, even though I know it's not. Um, like Bludgeon is just turning into a big, like, friggin' spiked stick. <laughs> but yeah, the Prime Masters are as they are. 
Um, I'm happy they're doing them. The sculpts are good. It's just I feel so unexcited whenever I look at them. Uh, But I did get excited when I checked out Predaking. This guy's going to be Titan Price Point. Five uh, figures. They're all uh, made to be kind of like Voyagers uh, as individual figures. Um, From what I've seen, he has a waist joint. He has heavy ratchets in his hips. Um, He's using robot hips as elbows, which really bummed me out at first glance. Uh, As I watched him get worked with in some videos and saw more shots from other angles, the hips and knees of the of the arm bots are where I would want an elbow to be on that silhouette. So I can't really complain that much. My main worry is Combiner Wars figures that did that were deluxes where I could very easily thicken the ball socket connections to tighten them up. These guys have stuff that's more like the Constructicons, and I don't know if they're going to be just straight up friction or if they're going to be uh, ratcheted at all. Either way, it's going to be more tricky to tighten those. And I'm I'm hoping that that's not going to be something to to have to worry about because uh, the the elbows are the weakest part of this figure for me. Uh, the wings I thought were were looking really tiny in some photos, but every photo I've seen since I got home, uh, the wings look fine to me. They're getting past his shoulder line. And that's all I want. Uh, he's got ankle uh-huh. tilts. Um, he's got. Someone thought he had an ab crunch and since told me that they were just confused by how his hips were moving. And I feel like yeah, that's probably the case. But it would be cool if he had one. <laughs> Um, his guns all are like other character pieces con- connecting together into a forearm gun and shoulder cannons. Uh, his fists can hide inside the feet when he's not predicting and there is no sign of a sword. And I would caution to not expect a sword given it's not in the CAD promo photo either. Um, yeah, uh, Seth, I talked a bunch. How are you feeling about predicting? It's... <laughs> It's impressive, but also maybe on... uh, Okay. It's impressive. It's going to be very big. The combined Predator King looks pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of dreading having to hunt down that many Voyagers. It's going to be a gift set. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Uh, (laughs) I missed that part. I'll just nip that one Um, in the bud. (laughs) Yeah. So it should be a gift set. Now I'm concerned with how much it's going to cost. Uh, uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to cost whatever Devastator and Fort Max and Trypticon cost, oh, which depends yeah, on your area. Lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then looking at the individual robots, it's like... I don't... I'm torn. So I don't know if I like how G1 stiff they seem to be mm-hmm. or i hate how stiff g1 they seem to be yeah i uh, was looking at these for a bit i think the robot modes articulation wise are gonna be like basic fully posable yeah um but yeah the beast modes definitely aren't and they're sculpted in a very like dumbass bricky g1 fashion which in the end won me over mostly because of razor claw uh, the leader guy in his lion mode, he looks like the G1 Razor Claw did in just being like he turns into a little lump statue that's vaguely in the shape of a lion. And if anything had to sacrifice articulation to make all of this work, the beast modes had to be it. Yeah. So I, I feel generally okay with it, but I, of course. If one was to say these beast modes sure don't seem posable, I would not argue that whatsoever. They all yeah. seem to be they're they're they all turn into a giant brick with little limbs stuck on it, except for Rampage, because 
he always seems to get away with a better beast mode than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, dive bomb looks ridiculous in beast mode. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard because I... It's it's done in such a retro throwback way. It like takes this negative thing and turns it into an endearing factor for me. Yeah, I'm not sure if I find it as endearing. Um, yeah, yeah. And but with how just blocky, chunky those beast modes are, um, it, it kind of makes me think that even though their legend size, um, their Voyager size, they're they're not going to be up to the same level as your typical voyagers are it's uh well at least now as we, far as like part count and complexity and all that other kind of stuff yeah like they're going to be simplified um voyagers well it's it's going to be i think like the simplification is going to be to make room for all the predaking interaction and like I was going to say, the thing that we have as an advantage now is that now we have one of these out in the form of Devastator. Um, you know, for better or for worse, now you can at least look at Devastator and say, all right, this is probably indicative of, like, uh, you know, the good parts and the bad parts. The upside is all five of these guys' robot modes seem to have all of the basic articulation, like the, uh, you know, like, what is it, 10 yeah. points of articulation? Um and the the arm guys definitely have waist swivels because they're more traditional arm combiners. So I think that the biggest downside of American Devastator was the lack, like the missing articulation points on the robot modes of the individuals. And that's not going to be a factor here. Um, instead, it's going to be missing articulation on the beast modes. And retail beast modes, I find, often are lacking that anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's like the limitations are all happening in the places where I'm happy to see them happen. Um, but the aesthetic is certainly like, like real, just like straightforward, dumbass G1. Uh, and I, I mean, it's also not surprising in, in that that's kind of been the motif of current generations is like, if it's a G1 character, it's probably going to just be like the G1 toy with joints with a few notable yeah. exceptions. Um, also, also worth noting there because it's power of the primes, they're including one of the primes with this set. They're including uh, Onyx prime, the beast prime. And uh, the matrix that he goes into uh, actually kind of forms the outside cheeks of Razorclaw's lion head um, because you, you basically flip the lion face up and there's a, a socket in there to put a matrix in. Um, also, in Predaking mode, like the mane itself doesn't really transform, but then like extra plates done in the same style as the mane, like fold out on the sides and bottom. And that's friggin cool. That's like anime as hell. And I like it a lot. Um, so if, if the figure is as posable as it looks in Predaking mode and the joints are all stonking and ratcheting and solid and the elbows work, uh, I'm feeling okay about it. Um, I'm feeling better about it than at first glance on my phone when I thought the wings didn't make it past his shoulders. Cause that was, that was a bummer. <laughs> I was really worried for a bit. Uh, I think it's sad though that he doesn't, he doesn't come with a sword. It's un- to me, it's understandable in that that's probably an easy thing to cut to fit him in the price point. Uh, the forearm cannon is more important. The forearm cannon and the shoulder cannons are more important to the robot silhouette. Um, and, you know, whether or not this is something they think about, a sword is certainly something that a bajillion third parties and also a number of Shapeways artists can do themselves. Uh, of course, that's me saying buy something in addition to the expensive toy you're going to buy. But, you know, that aside. Um, 
The only other thing about him I'm kind of freaked out about is I'm still seeing a whole bunch of things that look like stickers. Yeah. And those are those stickers suck, man. They <laughs> they're no good. Uh, uh he's Titan class, so there's a good chance Oh man, they're even on the wings. The feather stickers are on the wings, those wings fold up, those things are gonna get janked if they're not put on right. He's Titan class, so they're probably gonna be a sticker sheet rather than factory applied, but they also suck to apply. I just did some Atrypticons a couple weeks ago. Those were those were a nightmare. Uh I haven't found out yet if anyone has figured out a tactful way to mention any of this to any of the Hasbro guys at Toy Fair, and I'm hoping someone does. <laughs> a whole bunch of people were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, and like it's important, you know, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. You know, like I said, tactfully, but like it's gotta be communicated, man, especially on their collector line. Like I don't know a single person who has told me that they are so into the stickers that they don't like that's I've heard people make cases for the stickers conceptually. I don't know a single person who's actually super into these stickers and how they've been executed. Uh and it feels like we managed to talk the chrome out of out of these guys after Jetfire, so like I don't know. I hope I hope that something can be said. Uh Seth, any other thoughts on Predaking? Mm, I don't think so. You feeling all right? He's still like months away. You feeling like you might pick one up if you see one? Uh, I've been kind of uh, had an aversion to the really big things they've been doing. Mm. So I don't know. It, it's hard to say right now. And and I'm just the way I'm kind of torn on the beast modes. Like I I haven't decided if I like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm asking you specifically because I know for a fact that no matter what any of us say. By the end of the year, me and TJ and Aaron will all have bought a Predaking, whether or not we mean to. So mm-hmm. we're we're all given already because that's just the pattern. Great, it's great for you guys. You all hang out together and Predaking out. I'm not saying this to boast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm saying this as a sad reality <laughs> of our fandom uh, is that it is proven whenever any of the of we three have ever said we're thinking about it on a Titan figure, we ended up getting it anyway. Uh, but yeah. Um, Hopefully, there's going to be some more uh, designer talk info coming out about Predaking. I want to know more about like just the process on him, because especially for these gift sets, uh, I think it's fascinating to hear about like decisions made since the budget is for the five figures and not it's not five little budgets. Um, uh-huh. So, I'd, yeah, I'd like to know some more. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. That's all the Power of the Prime stuff. So now we can move on to the, to me... The, the the quiet winner of this Toy Fair, Transformers-wise, is the movie studio series. I put Masterpiece in here because it was a news item, but there's nothing new. Uh, Barricade and Ironhide we've seen. Um, Barricade is uh, seems to be out in some places. So I don't have anything to add about these guys. Seth, did you have anything to add about either of these guys? Mm, not really, no. Yeah, there's, there's nothing new here, really, unless, I, unless yeah. I'm missing some detail. Uh, the studio series is the big news, um, and they they showed way more. They showed more than Wave One. They showed some Wave Two as well. Uh, deluxes. Mm. They they showed toys that I didn't know were happening, uh, and so that's part of why I think this also ran away with with everyone's lunch at Toy Fair because there were legit surprises in here. Uh, I also had briefly forgotten about the leaked image of the gray prototype of the new leader Grimlock, but he's in color here. He looks friggin' intense. Uh, 
Also, there's a new deluxe lockdown that actually looks like lockdown in the movies. Like this feel <laughs> that that lockdown that they revealed today, that feels like someone's like chip on their shoulder project of like someone working on this stuff was like that last lockdown we did sucked. We got to fix this. <laughs> uh, he uh, it was pointed out to me that he seems to share some transformation ideas with Cogman. Certainly, he doesn't seem to share any parts, but his layout does look very familiar. And if so, I'm cool with that because Cogman was a darn good figure. Um, Jazz is also looking straight up new. He's got a kind of goofy, squished looking car mode. But other than that, like the figure looks damn solid. It, it might be a weird angle yeah for the picture because all the car mode pictures and that look a little odd i'm yeah i'm I'm going i I, i'm not even looking at those official photos because they the the painted photos uh, from the show floor are doing way more for me the the official pictures yeah so maybe it is squished i don't know i I also don't know that much about cars it might just be the model car he is (laughs) (laughs) because yeah the official picture makes his bumper look like it's like half the, the height of the entire car uh, well, cars are a fad. The horse and buggy's coming back. Yeah, that's going to be some good Transformers. Let me tell you. Uh, they also had, uh, I think, Leader Starscream on display. I can't. The leaders and Voyagers in this are actually so close to each other; it's hard for me to tell half the time. And I could, I could look it up, but why would I? Uh, that Starscream looks really solid. Uh, there's a there's a Voyager Optimus Prime who looks kind of like a mess. Uh, I saw it posited that he looks like a Frankensteining of Evasion Prime and First Edition Prime Prime, and he does. Uh, he looks really out of place in this line, uh, kind of as does Ratchet. Ratchet looks like a Frankensteining of old toys as well. Uh, those two are sort of the losers here. Everyone else, I think, it looks looks pretty darn solid. Um, that Brawl tank. Yeah. They, in general, look like an improvement over older movie toys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really into this studio series mm. uh i'm just worried about some little things like the megatron that they have on display his robot mode looks like what the toy will probably actually look like and the vehicle mode's all nice and silver painted but i'm pretty sure that's the hand-painted one for photos so he probably isn't going to look like that and that's that's bumming me out it's like why did you even show the silver <laughs> one you're just making me sad uh but no i'm i am feeling almost entirely all in on this line everything that i'm seeing here that i haven't seen before is is freaking hitting it with me uh i like movie toys uh when they're not the gimmick ones and this stuff all looks like it's way up my alley uh and oddly enough this also feels like proper you know like if if this continuity of movies is is closing up this year like if it's if it's over this seems like the best friggin swan swan song it could ask for uh these toys like like leader blackout leader blackout the joke from 2007 is one of the final movie toys to come out like it's perfect uh i'm 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 digging this stuff a lot seth uh have you got any thoughts on on any of these these studio series guys well i mean kind of besides what little i said um yeah i mean they all look like an improvement but it's like i'm so done with the bay movie aesthetic it's kind of too hard to get hype yeah um but i mean i can't deny some of them like grimlock looks like you said really intense um and blackout looks terrific yeah um i just don't know if i would bother with any of them 
I, I think that the last thing these toys are going to, and I'm glad about this, the last thing they're trying to do is is reach out at all to anyone who's not into the movie aesthetic. Like, the time for that is now over. There's no reason mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, these are these are going to reach for nostalgia for people who got into Transformers through the movies and to, to you know, the weirdos like me who really dig a lot of these movie designs. Um. But yeah, like like even like even that blackout where I felt a little bit lukewarm on that robot mode, like seeing some of these photos next to all the other toys, like it's it's working, you know, like I'm I'm getting it. Uh and and the idea that this is wave one and two, and like that there, you know, there could possibly be at least a wave three that ties into the Bumblebee movie and probably delivers a few more other movie characters, like I'm I'm so down for this. And uh you know what 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 a what a great way to end on a high note for the whole movie yeah. thing to have these solid looking friggin figures coming out um so yeah i'm i am hype i am way into this uh there's no other real news about these other than the fact that the opening four deluxes are for sale uh one thing stinger the red bumblebee evil bumblebee uh i think they got i don't mind it because it's my kind of stupid but they got a little carried away. I'll send you one of the photos here in Zencaster. Like, there was a thing with him and the Bumblebee toy from this because they shared a body where they had these saw blade things. Stinger just has four friggin' blender saw blades sticking out of his back, all gangly-like. And, like, how's he supposed to yeah. hug anybody? Like, how do you hug someone if if you have all that stuff on your, on your back, you know, killing people? Well, that's who... their problem. They have to figure that out. Yeah, but how how does he do it though? You know, like, he just goes in for the hug, and it's on the other person to figure out how not to get chopped up. Yeah, but then they got to just hold their arms back. They got to be that dick who like gets a hug and they don't even reciprocate. You know, I don't know. It it it, it really, I felt it was a very important thing to talk about with Stinger. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing reviews of these guys. I I definitely got tempted to just order the four of them and eat the friggin' fifty dollars shipping and taxes. <laughs> Because uh, I was convinced, like, well, if I order two of each, then I can try to pawn off four of these on someone else. But I was like, if I do that, they will show up at Canadian retail tomorrow. So uh, I will not do that, and then we'll see them in Canada in April. But you can thank me later, everybody. Uh, but I want to see some dissertations on these things. I want to see some people go deep and figure out if, like, Crowbar and Ratchet are just retools rather than new toys. Uh, and I, I want to get my hands on those Voyagers and leaders, except for Optimus. I'll probably get him anyway. You know, it's going to happen. But uh, moving on from the movie stuff, uh, we also have got some etc. to talk about. Uh, first up, Flame Toys had some stuff on display. It's stuff we've seen before. Uh, I don't think we've seen the Optimus and Starscream model kits in color before, so that's kind of new to me, unless I'm forgetting. Actually, no, I think we did see them in color before. But they were at Toy Fair in New York. So to me, that says that these are being optioned for sale in North America uh, directly uh, rather than being imported from Asia. And that, I think, is kind of cool, uh, especially for the model kits. If those model kits end up in the, like, you know, collectible section of a Toys R Us, I think that could be really good, not just, you know, for an easier time picking them up, but that could be excellent for Flame Toys to get some of their stuff out at the wider market. That's uh, these uh, Kuro Kara Curry. Yes, kits. 
So those are posable model kits, right? Yeah, the Optimus and Starscream are like a separate line with a different designer, like a venerable one of the venerable mecha designers whose names I always forget. Uh, but they those are, are very stylized. Yeah, they're uh, they're by I think it's a guy who worked on Gundam, one of the Gundams, but don't hold me to that. Uh, they, as far as I know, they are articulate. Like that Starscream was in a different pose uh, when he was in uh, at the last show he was at. I forgot where that was. Uh, the gray prototype ones are also articulate, like the Drift, but the Drift and those two gray prototypes are the way more expensive, like, they're full of working joint mechanisms and LEDs and stuff. Mm. Um, Ian, uh, upstairs, has got that Drift, and I, I looked at it, I looked, I looked at an in-progress one back at TFCon, but it's, now that I've handled his finished one, like, that's a really good Sentinel action figure, uh, or, you know, chemical design, chemical attack designed action figure. Um... But it is expensive. You know, that's not going to be for everybody. Uh, those model kits, though, th- that's where they had the they had a hound and a bumblebee um, on display at the last show. And the bumblebee was crazy because he was like he had the wheels on him similar to the G1 toy. So he had like four huge wheels on his arms. But then he also had the Action Master helicopter backpack and like a huge bazooka. I don't know. It looked really cool. <laughs> um. Going back to my etc. list, uh, Seth, do you, do you have any interest in those model kits? Uh, not really. Like, I mean, that some of them look really cool. I'm not sure about the the aesthetic on the Prime and Starscream if it's what I'm into. But uh, I just know I would never get around to building. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's my bummer with model kits in general. Like, I have so many unbuilt ones, and, like, they're all good. It's just, like, I don't... I guess, and I got to stop buying new ones, so I've, I've let a couple really good ones go for now, because I'm just like, no, I have, like, 14 model kits I haven't built that I, I want to build. I don't want to just get rid of them either. Uh, I just got to make the time and the effort. Uh, there was some fresh Rescue Bots reveals in its eighth year. The Rescue Bot toy line... Creepers, uh, creepers. Reveal just uh, you know I I, I kind of glanced through these one of these is friggin' hot shot from Armada and that's kind of cool uh, I don't think he's literally hot shot unless I missed something uh, he's, I think he's called Heat Wave but I saw the first thing I saw of him was someone showing a picture of him and saying look it's hot shot and I was like that is hot shot <laughs> here Seth I'll get you a picture um, but it seems like there's some new stuff still in Rescue Bots uh, I'm sure that that toy line's doing fine if it's in its eighth year and they're still revealing new stuff yeah um, so that's that's great to hear. Uh, it's not really my thing. That or it's just not getting enough attention from the higher-ups for them to have <laughs> bothered to shut it down yet. Yeah, they're just going for it. It's like, whatever. They keep sending just us money. stay quiet. Just stay quiet. <laughs> uh, looks like they're doing PVC figurines of uh, four of the core rescue bots, and that's kind of cool. Um, just whenever they do anything that's, like, more indicative of the actual show, um, that at least catches my eye. Uh, but, yeah, not not really my thing. Uh, Seth, do you see that that guy? Does he not look like Armada Hotshot? Absolutely. That that head, that weird little dome head. Yeah. Um. What else did I have in here? Whatnot toys, the last night SD figures. They're super deformed figures, and they don't appear to be posable. Well, that's a, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, someone will someone will dig these. Nice head sculpts. I like the friggin' Megatron. Just looks... <laughs> he looks like a tiny little murderer. Uh, 
in that photo where they're all like the top the top banner photo for that news item that mm-hmm. megatron in the middle is just staring right into you yeah <laughs> it's going like say something about my face I dare you <laughs> Uh, Super 7 is doing some Transformers figures. Uh, I didn't even really look at these, but I was guessing... Yep, they are retro-style statue-type things. Uh, 12-inch Super Cyborgs, uh, which I guess are done in the style of the Henshin Cyborg. Yeah, with the translucent front chest piece. That's neat. The sculpts look good. They're they're definitely not my thing at all. No. But... uh, Oh, the, do you see the blind box figures? Those those look like they're done up to look like decoys. Um, I'm not sure if I saw. Oh, like it's the Kenshi? Uh, yeah, the Kishi? the Keshi surprise figures look like decoys. Uh, they got really big heads. Or am I looking at the wrong thing? I oh, know those are those are the really yeah those are those are different. Those are the super deformed ones. Uh, go along a bit farther. Starts with picture like fifty-three. Oh, I see them now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are very similar. Those I might be into if they're not too expensive. Triply so if they're actually painted, that would get me. But I thought it was kind of neat to see Super Seven doing some stuff. They're also doing like Halloween buckets <laughs> of Optimus and Megatron's hollowed-out heads. And- the Xenomorph. And the Xenomorph you know, just chilling all out. All your favorite Transformer characters. Yeah, right above your other Optimus, favorite. Megatron, Xenomorph. <laughs> right above Nosferatu and Hitchcock. More great Transformers yeah. throwbacks. All your favorites. Super 7 seem really cool, but I heard that they've barely shipped any of their He-Man toys so far. And that, that was mm. unfortunate to hear. Apparently they're having a lot of delays... And uh, then finally in my etc. list are those Mighty Mugs. And I actually hadn't seen the rotating face thing until now. That's cute. Oh, those facial expressions are great. Yeah, Bumblebee's got uh, got some interesting things going on. I love the the Megatron one where he's got the one eye closed. He looks, yeah, he's like all beat up. He looks so mad. Bumblebee's okay, but the the star also there's a Starscream one, the the first Starscream one where his eyes are really wide and he's like, huh, like that's adorable, and the the Optimus one well, with his mouth open, <laughs> the Bumblebee where it looks like he's blowing a raspberry, um, with his tongue sticking out. That's all it's, right. That that well, it looks like it looks like somebody at Hasbro was like, we have to do something specifically for Josh Perez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then somebody else at Hasbro was like, who? And then it was like, don't worry about it. We're just going to do this. It'll sell. I was he's, gonna... really, he's one of the people that work on the comic book. And like, oh, yeah, that thing. I was going to say the Starscream face with the wider eyes and the open mouth uh, looks kind of like, like the surprise face looks a lot like a piece of Sarah, Sarah Petra Duroche art. And she likes mm-hmm. her some Starscream, so I wonder if that might have... I want to know who did the art for these faces. But that that Optimus face, where he's got the one eye bigger than the other, and his mouth is open, he's all like... Argh! Like, that's magic. <laughs> that's something. I didn't think I was going to give a crap about these Mighty Mugs. But these faces are beautiful. I don't think I need to own one, but these faces are beautiful. Uh... Anyway, that does it for what I have listed here. Uh, Seth, 
instead of doing like off topic what we got this week do you want to do a quick talk about because you're you're way into the marvel legend stuff that you were seeing in toy fair oh well i'm into some of it you were doing I'm into the movie theme stuff you were doing cart you were like ah more comic figures excellent yeah yeah i just it's not that i hate comic figures it's just not what i'm interested in right now yeah and uh there's some cool ones in the works but uh um like like i'm not gonna need hardly any of them like the death lock i'll probably end up picking up um but yeah there's some really cool movie stuff coming like the the 10 years uh line is gonna have some cool stuff other stuff that I, i don't really feel like i need uh but some of them are really cool like i really like the two pack of uh Tony Stark in a business suit with the uh, Mark One armor. Yeah, that's a really cool one. No, th- that that ten year movie stuff is the closest I feel I'm coming to buying more than one Marvel Legends a year. Because like some of that stuff is really cool. Even even stuff where I ended up not even liking the movie that much. I just like I like seeing those characters. Yeah. Well, and there's heck of two packs too, so you yeah. just get one of them, and then you've already bought more than one. Well, that ten years stuff. I saw Paternia John said that you can also because those are all like the the one the one figure or two packs, but they're all in the same box style, and like the boxes all line up to form a poster, or like you know a little a little like series of like connected interlocked screenshots. Uh-huh. So it's like one box per movie, and like ah, oh, it looks really cool. And uh, and they're doing friggin' the Mandarin, my favorite Marvel villain from the cinematic universe, Ben Kingsley's Mandarin. Like, man, and he's with the hot. Ro- I didn't see this. He's with the hot rod armor. They're doing the friggin' stupidest best. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a three pack with friggin' pepper pots. And I just woke up in Tony's apartment mode. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and like Ant Man, like they're doing Yellow Jacket, who's a great design, kind of a lousy character, but a great design. Uh. Like, Ronan the Accuser, my least favorite part of that entire movie, I still felt a bit of excitement seeing that figure. Uh-huh. Um, they, and, and the friggin' Red Skull, who can be converted into a troop builder. Yeah. Like, goddamn. Like, that's good. That's really hitting me. Like, <laughs> I got, I, yeah, I doubt I'll buy most the, of it, but. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of them I'm skipping. Like, the, the crossbones looks kind of cool, but I don't need another captain america and crossbones wasn't in the movie long enough to really register yeah um thor and lady sif are cool except for i don't need an older style thor but i i would like the lady sif um did they ever do a six inch mark one iron man or is this completely new I think it's completely new. That's really tempting. Cause I, I the Mark One always makes for a good toy. Like the the old four inch scale one was awesome. Yeah, I think that's all that there was. Yeah. And then I'm wondering if this uh, Hulk and Hulkbuster Iron Man are going to be more expensive, like a bigger box, or if they're just going to squeeze it into the the same price point. I wish that these pictures were slightly farther back because they're in the display with all the other figures. Yeah. So I don't see a figure, yeah. And they don't seem to like doing multiple price points like that. Yeah. 
are they, I wonder if these are new or if these are just Build-A-Figures that they've stuffed into a box. I don't know my Marvel mm-hmm. Legends well enough. I didn't get that wave that had the Hulkbuster. Yeah, me neither. The I Hulk looks different, though. The Hulkbuster that's wave, I think, was tell. like one of the last times I got really tempted by a Build-A-Figure, and I almost ordered it a few times. Yeah. Not uh, sure. That friggin' that Iron Man 3 box set is like so out, like left field, like. <laughs> like that could have been a bunch well, of a bunch of those being drones. A three pack, that's probably got to be a different price point than the two pack. So maybe that Hulk Iron Man or Hulk Hulkbuster would be uh, the same price point of whatever the three pack is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even the two packs, right? Like that single packed Iron Man can't possibly be the same price as any of the two packs. Like Ronan and Red Skull have enough extra pieces. I could in tooling, I could see it maybe, but there's a single packed Iron Man in here. Well, that's going to be the same price as the Ronan and yeah, and Red Skull. Yeah, what, what I mean is they've got a different price point for the single pack guys. So right, so I'm I'm guessing it's going to be the like twenty dollars or about for the single pack guys, forty dollars for the two packs, and then maybe 50 60 for the three pack slash hulk hulkbuster yeah the the other reason i'm getting tempted by this is that it's the fact that they are presenting it as like this is going to be was it one two three six it's going to be 10 okay yeah first 10 years i didn't even see that part uh it's going to be like 10 releases and that's that and like that kind of tempts me because like i like it when it's like you know, there's an ending to it that's already laid out before they've even come out. And just as a collection of figures, that seems very, I don't know, it's its really getting hooks in me. I didn't think it would. Does Doctor Strange make the 10-year cutoff? Because there, the, there's a lot of characters who didn't get figures. <laughs> he is not in here. Get, getting some figures now. The the movies they're they're doing it's Iron Man one, Captain America one, Avengers one, Iron Man three, Thor two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers two, Ant Man, Civil War, Infinity War. So they're skipping a ton of movies. <laughs> yeah, but like if there's another wave of this first ten years. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because the oh yeah. Can Wong and the Ancient One get some love? they've got to be that's got to be if they're doing that three pack for friggin iron man three how could they do that and not do wong and the ancient one well because because they're jerks yeah because friggin they they hate every but aside from that uh because also winter soldier is in here and that's like the most beloved marvel movie amongst all of them for a good long time yeah, there's got to be another wave of this. Okay, never mind. My whole thing of like, it's all going to line up perfect. Like that, that's probably not the case. Uh, but yeah, that stuff looks really cool. So, man, that yellow jacket design is so good. I wish I liked that movie more. And there's I like a... enough. There's a, there's a Venom series happening too, and it looks really neat. Eddie Brock with a massively oversized head. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? I didn't look at the Venom ones. Uh, here, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> it's the farthest away shot, so it's the kindest. You know, there's no forced perspective on this. 
It looks like the build a figure is gonna be it's called like Monster Venom. I saw it posited that it's probably like Venom the Madness Venom. With all the billion billions of heads. Yeah, so that is a very large head. That's enormous. Oh man. I will not argue with you about the size of the head. <laughs> oh, there's a whole there's there's a little like there's dedicated venom packaging as well for like a couple small figures. Yeah, it's gonna be a little like five point of articulation figures. Cool. Something, something, there's more Venom in these promo photos than there was in the Venom teaser. That's a joke I saw. Yeah. Going around. Any other... Uh, uh, well, oh. at the Good Smile pictures, I was hoping that there might have been a third Overwatch figure, but it doesn't seem like it. Mm. Not counting all the Nendroids, which there's a zillion of. Nendoroid, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to see, like, I assumed Figma Mercy would be mm. at one of these things. Maybe at Wonderfest, and I just didn't catch it. They they revealed they're doing Figma Predator and Figma Xenomorph stuff at Wonderfest. Mm. That, the Figma Xenomorph looked great. Uh, the Predator looked very stylized, but the Xenomorph was, was classic. Uh, it's really good 112 Collective stuff. They friggin' they announced 112 Collective is doing John Wick. I was so happy. And he was at Toy Fair and it said coming 2019. And that is the saddest news to come out of Toy Fair. <laughs> objectively, the saddest news, like not leaving my opinion out of it. It is objectively the worst news that that John Wick figure is now going to be sitting there as a photo for a year. That's uh, this is terrible. Yeah, there's more Super 7 stuff. That's not super crap. Yeah, that, that doesn't look like there's any He-Man in there at all. Oh no, they, there's these little uh what are they called? Super Seven the Masters of the figures. Universe. There's Modu Muscle and Modu Reaction. Mm. Yeah, but I, I like mean it. there isn't like the actual figures. Yeah. Oh no no wait, there's one of them in the corner of this photo. No, no, they're in these photos. It's all the well, it's all the ones that I think they already announced. Oh wait, there's a whole nother section that's all the He Man figures. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I didn't. I just needed to scroll down one more click, and I would have seen all of them. Uh, looks like there's a retro cartoonified Hordak. That's I like Hordak. I just want a good Hordak. What's this? Hmm. I don't know. Well. The only other thing I can think of is uh, 112 Collective also showed a bunch of other really neat looking stuff. They're doing Wesley Snipes Blade, uh, which looks really sharp. Uh, I'm going to link you to their Marvel gallery. And uh, Storm yeah, Collectibles, uh, Mezco, they're the, the little like 112 oh, yeah, scale, yeah. like the six inch guys, but they're kind of yeah. hot toys in delivery. Um, they're also doing... Well, I just, I'd missed when you said Mezco because I was looking at that... Man stuff still. Ah. Oh yeah, it's Daredevil with a black thing on his face. Yeah, they got the license for some of the Netflix stuff. And uh they're also trying to they, they showed a new Hella from uh from Ragnarok. Looks like they're just waiting for approval on that one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> There's a cable, total comic style cable. Alright. None of the pictures are getting bigger for me for some reason. It's probably There's a Cyclops. My internet's probably about to explode. They're doing a Cyclops, the best X-Man. It's 
Jim Lee Cyclops. Yeah. And the rest of this looks like stuff I've seen before. But uh, the other one other thing I saw off topic that's kind of cool, Storm Collectibles, the guys doing the current Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter figures. Uh, they also revealed last year they got the Tekken and King of Fighters licenses. And at Toy Fair this year, they revealed they Jeepers. got the uh, the Injustice 2 license, that uh, DC fighting game. So they got the license for Midway's version of Darkseid. <laughs> oh, did they show any new uh, Street Fighter figures? I don't think so. They're just showing the new stuff, like the new lines. Yeah, they had Street Fighter on display. They had a bunch of, like, cardboard cutouts of stuff that they're implying they want to do. But I don't think they had anything fresh. Uh, Let me see. I just found it. Yes, actually, he is. (gasps) Uh, Sagat. It looks like they're Super Street Fighter 2 style. Uh, Sagat, Ken, Ryu, and Guile. And then alternate the Street Fighter 5 alternate costumes for Chun-Li and Bison. Uh, and then for Mortal Kombat, they had Goro on display. Again, no release date, and they had Shao Kahn on display. I'm sure a lot of people were asking them, hey, I thought that was supposed to be out in December. Uh, and then here, this is the the Injustice stuff. From Injustice 2, they showed Darkseid and Lobo. Ooh. And uh, also Mike Tyson was here. I guess they're doing, I forgot they're doing a six-inch scale Mike Tyson. I forgot they had that license. But that dark side looks cool. I like the Injustice dark side design. Uh huh. Anyway, I think that's all I got Toy Fair wise right now. I still got to look at some more of these photos. We got to see if more shows up tomorrow. But uh, Seth, anything else you want to hit up Toy Fair wise? Um, I think I talked about everything I've seen. There's a bunch I haven't seen, but yeah, yeah, me too. I think I kind of covered everything that that I'm aware of. Yeah, like off the top of my head, they showed another because they got that Soul of Chagokin Gypsy Danger coming out. They revealed Soul of Chagokin Crimson Typhoon, which makes me excited because Crimson Typhoon was my favorite. Uh, so him getting like a $250 like high end figure is kind of like the thing I figured wouldn't happen <laughs> for a while. But it, <laughs> so I'm, I am very happy to be wrong about that. Uh, it also makes me think that they are just going to straight up try to do at least the main four Jaegers from that first movie in Solo Jagokin style. And I hope that those things do well enough to warrant that because that, that would be badass. Uh, anyway, if we're all done here, then I will just say thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, stay tuned, probably close to the release of this episode, hopefully, if I can get everything together. Uh, then there should very soon also be coming, uh, some post Sunday toy fair talk with, uh, Aaron and TJ for episode 500. And, uh, we're coming up on our 10th anniversary of this podcast. So good Lord, that's, you know, introspective, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. Uh, if you have any, like, if we missed anything, if me and Seth missed anything, um, in the stuff that we had, you know, at our fingertips here, uh, you know, point it out in the thread and I'll, I'll try to make note to bring that up, uh, in the next episode. Um, but yeah, Seth, thanks for joining me. Thanks for waiting day and joining me on, uh, on Toy Fair News Day. No problem. It was easier. It was easier to wait. It's always easier to put stuff off. Let me, let me, let me lift the hood on the, on the podcast car here. There was a moment where we were kind of thinking like, should we record on Friday just with the news, the movies are ending or should we wait a day and see what all the pictures are? 
And then the reason I kind of didn't want to do that is I thought like, well, then that means that when Seth gets to talk about Toy Fair, it will have been two weeks after Toy Fair. So that would be stupid. So Seth, thanks for joining me. Uh, also, Seth's so this is internet where my just internet died, died as right he during the wrap-up. So, <laughs> so this is a great perfect place timing. Uh, thank you all goodbye. for joining us as well. Oh, oh hey. Seth's back. Hey, I was just <laughs> I was just talking about how your internet died, like you were yeah, saying it, was, it would. <laughs> it never comes back. That's and, new. And uh, I was just saying, hey, my internet's dead, so I guess I'll say goodbye. This seems to be a good place to end. Yeah. <laughs> and well, then he popped back in. Now we we can say goodbye. Oh boy. Good goodbye. Bye. Stay safe. Bye.